Wasabi Wallet. Unfairly private. What's up everyone? Ben with the BTC Sessions here and this is your daily session. Hodl that Bitcoin. Before we dive into the news, of course, shout out to sponsors of the show, Ledin.io. This is where you can use your Bitcoin for a few different services. Of course, they've got their Bitcoin savings account where you can earn interest on your Bitcoin paid in Bitcoin. You can check out their Bitcoin backed loans. This is where you use your Bitcoin as collateral to obtain a Canadian or US dollar loan. Uh, so if you're in a pinch, maybe you need to get your hands on dollars, but you don't want to sell your Bitcoin. You think it might be a bad time. Perhaps the price is headed up and you're worried you won't be able to rebuy. Well, you could use this and take away that risk. And finally, you can check out their B2X offering. This is where you get double the exposure to the price fluctuations of Bitcoin. If you want to check out any of these, there is a link in the show notes. Uh, and if you go there and you opt to get a Bitcoin back loan, they'll actually credit you with an additional 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin. So not too bad. And secondly, we've got Rise Wallet. This is a physical Bitcoin gift card that you can pick up here in Canada, although they are looking at expanding. So keep an eye out and it's very simple and it's super idiot proof. It's perfect for onboarding new Bitcoiners, I find. I've gifted them to lots of different people that I know. And the way it works is you pick up one in a store near you, you pay an activation fee, much like when you get a prepaid Visa card, but the person you gift this to, all they have to do is read on the back, there's instructions, super easy. They download an app, scratch a code on the back and scan it, and it starts a brand new Bitcoin wallet for them, a personally held one, and sends them an on-chain Bitcoin transaction for the face value of the card. So if you wanna head over and check them out, go to risewallet.com, click on locations to see where in Canada it is near you. Keep an eye out for uh, new locations outside of Canada soon as well. Um, and besides that, if it's not available near you, you can always go to coincards.ca and get one delivered. With that, let's dive into the news. And you know we gotta talk about the Bitcoin price today because it has been on the move quite a bit. Uh, so we saw it hit uh, over 8.7K, so 8,700 uh, as of today. Um, this is a two month high. Now, of course, it's been fluctuating quite a bit. At the time of recording this, we are looking, well, it's a, kind of low 8700s we did did see it in the 8800s but of course by the time this airs that will be probably an entirely new set of numbers um, but we are looking at some key levels of resistance in order to get to that fabled 10k level uh, so currently there is some resistance right around where we are at the time of recording this video in this 8700s um, namely up near 8790 now um, we've seen us hit this range before um, a few times, typically uh, right before another big breakout. Um, so uh, it looks like we are tending to bounce off this level quite a bit, um, but it could just mean that we are uh, perhaps waiting for a reversal and a head up again um, 
shortly here. So the key levels to look out for if we do get past this kind of like 8,700 range uh, would be next into the 9,000s, the 9,350 uh, right around that level and 9,940. So both those have acted as resistance in the past. Uh, but hey, if we break through those, then of course, 10K is, uh, is easily attainable. So we'll just have to see how that pans out but uh I'm, I'm watching closely it looks like it's gonna be a fun year and we've got the halving just around the corner so the issuance of bitcoin gets cut in may of this year uh and historically that's uh, you know in the year year and a half following that has attributed to uh some some pretty large manias so we'll see what that happen what happens with that uh, but of course with the craziness around Bitcoin price, uh, we return to the days of the shitcoin circuses. And so looking at some of the assets that have been going crazy uh, today, you know, you're seeing double digits essentially across the board with a few exceptions. Um, and it's been kind of a, a wild day. One that really stands out, unfortunately, is Bitcoin SV, uh, Craig Wright's, uh, uh, Craig Wright, the guy uh, pretending to be Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin, uh, that is his baby and he's trying to pass that off as the real Bitcoin. Um, and the funny thing is, is that now it's in contention to flip in Bitcoin Cash, which also claims to be the real Bitcoin. Uh, at one point it did pop above it. Uh, they're kind of back and forth here for a little bit, but they're in the number four and five spots uh, as far as uh, market cap for cryptocurrencies. They're both sitting in kind of the low 300s right now, but Bitcoin SV is actually up basically 90% on the day. And you might be saying, why in the hell would anybody be buying Bitcoin SV right now? And well, there's, there's a couple of reasons behind that. Number one, the volume seems to be uh, massively, massively uh, inflated as far as being the reported volume. Because again, Bitcoin SV isn't really listed on too many actual legitimate large exchanges. So a lot of the exchanges it's on have just wash trades like crazy. And so the reported volume over the past 24 hours for Bitcoin SV is 2 billion, but the real volume for Bitcoin SV over the past 24 hours is 160 million. So, uh, you know, quite a bit of illegitimate trading going on as far as just just wash trading and, and fake volume when in reality it's only about 160 million worth of volume uh, globally for the coin. Um, now this is also very much in response to what's happening with the court case with Craig Wright and again I know some people hate me even talking about this but it's it's kind of like watching a car accident or like you know driving by a car accident where you, you kind of gotta look at it um and you you know you take your moment and you peek out and you you see how bad it is and uh, and then you move on 
Um, and so this is kind of my take here. So anyways, there's a court case going on where the brother of Dave Kleiman, who passed away in 2013, um, is accusing Craig Wright, first of all, is supposing that Craig Wright is actually Satoshi, which clearly is not the case, um, but is saying that uh, he swindled Dave Kleiman out of um, a ridiculous number of Bitcoin, like 1.1 million Bitcoin. Uh, the court has sided with the Climans, um, it, it sh again, it should be noted that this court case has never actually brought into question whether or not Craig Wright is actually Satoshi, which is hilarious in and of itself. Um, they just took it as, well, this is the way things are. And so they've ordered Craig Wright to pay back 50% of the Bitcoin mined before 2013, which would be 550,000 Bitcoin, which is in the billions of dollars, of course. Uh, also, he's liable for around $658,000 in legal fees. Um, and so here's a couple quotes from from the judge. Essentially, uh, what, is, what has happened here, by the way, is that they've ordered Craig to repay this money. Um, Craig had initially said back last year that he, he put this money in this mysterious tulip trust and there would be a bonded courier that would deliver the keys to him as of um, January 1st of this year, which clearly has passed. Um, now he's saying he pushed it and said he'll have access to everything as of the end of January of this year. So February 1st, he should have uh, access to it. Of course, it's a, always a game of kicking the can down the road and trying to come up with excuses why something has not happened. According to him, this past November 15th, Bitcoin should have died because of terrible flaws in, in segregated witness. That did not come to pass, obviously. Um, so anyways, what the judge said. So District Court Judge Beth Bloom is quoted as saying, it is clear to the court that the defendant's conduct was anything but substantially justified or harmless. The defendant's conduct delayed and obstructed the discovery process of this case, wasted valuable time and resources in litigating this issue, and prevented the plaintiff from obtaining evidence that the magistrate judge found relevant to the plaintiff's claims. Um, so, clearly not very favorable uh, in regards to what, you know, on, on Craig's side of things. Um, and further on, she goes on to say, given the defendant's many inconsistencies and misstatements, the court questions whether it is remotely plausible that the mysterious bonded courier, in quotations, is going to arrive, yet alone that he will arrive in January 2020, as the defendant now contends. However, given that the defendant maintains that he should at least be afforded this opportunity, the court will indulge him this much. In the event the bonded courier does not arrive and the plaintiffs are not given access to this information, which the court has already found directly relevant to their claims, the court finds additional sanctions should be warranted. Uh, so basically, Craig will continue to be in a world of shit uh, because clearly he's going to come back at the end of this month and say, I, I don't have anything for you. Or he'll fabricate more stuff found to once again be doctored or plagiarized or whatever. Um, that's my guess. And it's just 
going to be a constant game of trying to keep up with all of the inaccuracies and misstatements and just outright malicious bullshit that he spouts um, throughout this case. So the pump is very much in response to somehow a lot of SV fans has have turned this around to say, oh, now it's only a couple weeks until we get to see that he's actually Satoshi. You're not gonna get any evidence whatsoever. How many times do you need to be lied to and have things postponed before you just throw in the towel? Um, yeah, I just, there's not much more to say to that. Uh, so uh, what I wanted to take a look at in regards to the crazy pumps that have been happening with all of these other coins, SV included, uh, but all of these other shit coins that are going crazy right now along with Bitcoin, is I wanted to take a look back historically and have a moment of learning. So I have a snapshot in front of me of coin market cap from uh, the 1st of December 2013, which is about as close of a snapshot as I could get of the state of all the cryptocurrencies right near the all-time high of Bitcoin. So it's off by a couple days here. Uh, so you can see Bitcoin, of course, up there in the number one spot. Uh, but then let's take a look at some of the other top coins and let's see how many you recognize. So you have Litecoin in number two and you have XRP in number three. Okay, recognizable. You've seen them around a little bit. Uh, but then let's keep going. Peercoin, Namecoin, Quarkcoin, Megacoin, BitShares, Feathercoin, Primecoin, Worldcoin. Novacoin, BBQ coin, Zeta coin, Infinite coin, TerraCoin, Bullcoin, DevCoin. Are any of those ringing a bell for many people? If you're relatively new to Bitcoin, even if you were around for uh, the bull market in 2017 and you kind of came in around then, not a lot of those will be ringing any bells for any of you. And that's because all of them faded into such obscurity that they're hundreds, if not thousands of spaces down the list of coin market cap coins in the cryptocurrency sphere. And they've just been decimated to oblivion. Now let's jump forward to a historical snapshot from the height of the last bull market in 2017. So let's see, uh, top three, you got Bitcoin, you got Ethereum, you got Bitcoin Cash. So already the top three coins, totally different from 2013. You go further down the list, okay, there's XRP, there it is, and there's Litecoin. Okay, so those two now have been displaced. But then let's keep going down the list. Cardano, IOTA, Dash, NAM, Monero, Bitcoin Gold, Stellar, EOS, NEO, Ethereum Classic, Tron, Qtum, BitConnect, oh my God, BitConnect, Populous. I mean, I don't think any of the ones that I mentioned from 2013, other than XRP and Litecoin, are even there anymore. They're all gone. They're all completely gone. They've been displaced by others. Even XRP and Litecoin have been bumped down by something else that was the new flavor of the week. So other than Bitcoin remaining in the top spot, that's the only consistent thing about this list. And so now let's jump a little bit forward to now. So those previous two historical snapshots were 2013, 2017, both at the peaks of the bull markets. 
Right now, we are at the beginning of 2020. We just rounded out in 2019. Um, so we haven't had that full kind of four-year cycle yet. Um, but let's take a look at where we're at. Okay, so number one, Bitcoin. Number two, Ethereum. Three, XRP. Four, Bitcoin Cash. Okay, so those are familiar now. Bitcoin SV, that didn't exist. Tether, that's a stable coin, so does that count? Uh, Litecoin down at number seven, so dropped further. You've got EOS, Binance, Tron, Monero, Cardano, Stellar, Tezos, uh, Leo, Cosmos, Chainlink, Neo, uh, Hyobi Token, Ethereum Classic, Dash, Hedge Trade, IOTA. So again, you're seeing this massive shuffling. Ones that used to be kind of up top have kind of been displaced by others. Um, then you've got just totally different ones that have have come out of nowhere and are just kind of sitting there. You're wondering if they're gonna still exist. And others that I had mentioned from 2017 have just kind of fallen completely off. Like where where is NEM? Bitcoin gold, God. Uh, you know, you had huge drops for things like Cardano and IOTA and Dash. That's not anywhere in the top 10. Um, Bitcoin, again, Bitcoin gold. Um, yeah, it's so you see this big shuffling around of coins where the flavor of the week comes in and steals the thunder from these other coins because it iterates just a tiny bit on what that coin is already trying to iterate on and to separate itself from Bitcoin. So like Ethereum, it comes in and it says, we want more functionality on the base layer. We want smart contracts. But then you have stuff like EOS and you have stuff like Tron and you have stuff like Cardano and, and all of and Tezos and all of these different things coming in saying, hey, we're going to do that, but slightly better. So you should buy us instead. Meanwhile, Bitcoin is going slow and steady and saying, OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to iterate very carefully on the on the base layer and then we're going to build layers on top of this to allow all of the functions that these other coins have without sacrificing um, the accessibility of the base layer. Again, you have Bitcoin Cash and SV and Litecoin and, and coins like that that are meant to be money that their main, I guess, value proposition was we have slight, you know, we have some improvements on throughput for number of transactions on the base layer. And Bitcoin's answer to that is, okay, we're gonna optimize the base layer and then add layers that make your transactions per second irrelevant. So what I'm getting at here is that altcoins come and go, but it's always gonna be a change of the flavor of the week. Now I did a, an article back in August of 2019. And what this was, was a post-mortem on Brian Kelly from CNBC's Diversified Crypto Portfolio. So what I did is, is he had a, a, a wheel in front of him that he showed off to everybody watching CNBC and he said, this is what I like to see out of a crypto portfolio. And this was in 2017, in August as well. Uh, so the middle of the crazy bull run, the meteoric 
bull run that we had in 2017. And so what did his portfolio look like? Well, he had, of course, Bitcoin, but he only had 30% Bitcoin. He had 15% Ethereum, 15% Ethereum Classic, 10% Zcash. I didn't see that anywhere on any of the lists that we went through. 10% uh, Monero, 10% Ripple, 5% uh, Metal, and 5% IOTA. I went through that and I went through each coin. Um, now, Bitcoin uh, at that time would have still been up quite a bit, but as I went through, you just got decimated on every other coin. In the end, had you taken $10,000 at the time that you watched Brian Kelly on August 20th of 2017, if you took 10 grand and put it into that portfolio, he said, you would have ended up two years later, roughly, with about $13,000. So not bad sounding, you'd be up about 33%. Um, now, however, if you uh, invested to just directly into Bitcoin, you would get 24 million sats at that time, around 24 million sats, uh, 2.4 Bitcoin. Now, if you had done the portfolio, you would end up with 122 million sats, 1.2 Bitcoin. So you actually lost 122 million Satoshis or 49.95% of the Bitcoin you could have had. Um, now, when we actually dissect where you made your money, most of your money was actually made from the Bitcoin you had, from the 30% Bitcoin allocation you had. So th only three of those coins were responsible for your gains. Um, Bitcoin netted you $5,000 profit from the from the 30% you put into it from the three grand um, Ripple uh, You you got 250 bucks from that and Monero made you 124 of course This was at the time I did the article every other coin lost you money and you lost a total of $3,000 um, from the remaining coins that you had um, so the, the gains from Monero and Ripple barely even made a dent in those losses. And the only reason you stayed in the black was the higher allocation um, and outpaced gains of Bitcoin. Uh, so crazy. And, and uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys a Danny Tanner moment. Let's sit down and just, just take a moment and, and get a, a hard life lesson here. If we experience a similar bull market post having in the year to year and a half following this may having coming up, these shit coins are going to go insane. I need you to keep your head on straight. What I need you to do is I need you to be careful and not go too far down this shitcoin rabbit hole because it's going to be enticing, especially if you're new. You're going to see crazy coins going up hundreds, sometimes maybe even thousands of a percent if you're looking at tiny small market cap coins. And you're going to want to partake because it just seems like everybody's getting rich. But then a day will come and the markets are going to go south, including Bitcoin. And and you're gonna go, ah, it's just a pullback. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna 
load up my bags full of Zcash and load up my bags full of Ripple and you're gonna buy more and it's gonna keep going down and you're gonna buy more and it's gonna keep going down and the only thing that won't be going down quite as much is gonna be your Bitcoin. And you're gonna say, well, you know, yeah, but the other, we're gonna get an alt season, it's gonna come. And then it just, it will keep going down and it won't come. And then when it finally does come, you're gonna, you're gonna think, oh, it's time to celebrate. But in reality, you've lost a fuck ton of Bitcoin. And had you just stayed humble and stacked sets, had you just dollar cost averages, the, the peaks and the dips and the troughs and all of that, you would have been much better off than dabbling and joining in the shitcoin circus that are <laughs> anything that happens during these bull runs. So my Danny Tanner moment to you is stay humble, stack sats, and again, thanks to Matt O'Dell from Tales from the Crypt for that wonderful meme. Uh, and that's it guys i'm gonna wrap up there I, I just wanted to give us some context and hopefully this stays relevant moving forward uh over the next couple of years just keep your head about you 2021 could be especially challenging uh for those of you that that you know you're gonna see some crazy stuff if we see anything like 2017. um but anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching. Of course, hit like, subscribe, and share if you're, sorry, I guess watching or and, or and or listening if you're on the podcast there. Of course, be sure to share that on your social media as well. If you want to help out the show in another way, of course, hit up the sponsors, Ledin and Rise, links for that down below, and check out Wasabi Wallet that helps your Bitcoin privacy easy downloadable desktop wallet and while talking about privacy of course using a vpn is always beneficial this hides your ip address it encrypts your browsing data and has lots of other benefits like unlocking geoblock content i use nordvpn on my computer and my phone always uh, and if you click a link in the description down below or if you head to nordvpn.com and use the code btc sessions you'll get a special deal where it's only three dollars and 49 cents a month so be sure to check that out and that of course helps the show when you do so and with that i am out have a wonderful rest of your evening keep your head above you and i will see you next time for your daily session